Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot, episode 10, season 2, football played on paper podcast. Um, this week, stacked show again, transfer news, some weekly happenings, um, we've got a full EPL preview, um, then we're into throwback FC the game, we've got a multi, so we're one-on-one this season on the multi, so hoping to pick that up, and then we're into socials, but uh, here we are, so... I'm Sean, and yes, my new shirt has arrived, so I'm best dressed on the pod again today. Um, <laughs> worst dressed, Jobber, how are you, mate? Wait, who was the worst dressed? Uh, y- yourself. And y- oh, what, yeah. what, what have you got there? Is that a young boy's shirt, is it? <laughs> can't see the badge. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't. I'm not allowed to support young boys. Um, no, I just got the training top on from my local football team. Um, not giving them a shout out. But look, it is Jeez, a massive tight. week, Sean. It it's is yeah, training tops. That's fancy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not Rich. tight. I'm just massive. So um, it is a normal human size shirt, but I am in tremendous shape. Like a small. You are fat. <laughs> extra small being in, extra small <laughs> being in the dryer. So. Uh, yeah. All right. Speaking of massive, Barney, how are you, mate? Good, mate. I got the Patagonia shirt on. Got to get the sponsors out there. So, yeah. <laughs> are you sponsored? No one asked. Them? Have they sent you anything <laughs> free yet? Or are you just, just living the Fing- brand? Fingers crossed. Halsey, living your, live your brand, mate. Gant? Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah, just a bit of class above, you know. Yeah, I'd say just like an old white guy. Yeah, I think I'm yeah, I think I'm better than you for sure. <laughs> All right, now we got the wardrobe out of the way, boys. We better get into it. Um Barney, weekly happenings, mate. Let, let's do it. Alrighty. First cab off the rake here is the MLS All Star game, which happened midweek. I believe the uh MLS uh the all-Stars got it. They beat the uh, MX Liga, which is the Mexican League uh, All-Stars team. Um, <laughs> and they had some skills competitions uh, before the game. And there was one which really caught my eye. And that was a bit of like a crossing and volley challenge. Uh, and there was one particular player, uh, Mr. Alexis Canelo, uh, an Argentinian who plays for Toluca, I believe, in the, uh, in the Mexican League. And he basically went one and sixteen on the crosses. Um, one and eighteen, even. One and eighteen, yeah. I mean, it was just <laughs> terrible. The, it's it was so bad. And, it, and my favorite part of it was when he uh, just completely left two of them. Didn't even didn't even <laughs> attempt to go for it. And Sean, it really reminded me of uh, one of our some of our old training sessions where oh, you would no. see everyone down, and we'd have to watch you go one and twenty. <laughs> that lazy footwork looked very familiar, didn't it? I thought you were going to tell it to the ground. I thought you were going to tell a very different story. So yeah, all right, let's go with that fake story then. Yeah, that's good. Did you see him at the end of like they they uh, completed the challenge? He went horribly, and then uh, the camera came in for a close up, and he turned the camera with the ball. He's like, yeah, like he's done real well. But so what? What do you have to do, Barn? So obviously, um, you follow the MLS religiously. Me, myself, not really. But essentially, what are you doing? You're dribbling down the side and you're whipping crosses into an area and no, getting graded. Not even. No? Not Standard even dribbling. Deliver. Yeah. Standard They're just dinking little, dinking little ones in from the edge of the 18 on the sides and yep. just dinking them into him. And he's just literally standing in a square, just like punching volleys straight the top into the 18. Oh, oh so yeah. he has to volley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's volleying. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barney, we're 100% that he is a professional footballer, aren't we? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not so sure after watching that. He looks, he looks so uncomfortable with the crosses. Like, and he, he, like, and I don't know, maybe halfway through, he could have been like, oh, hang on, boys. Let me take a breather. I'm absolutely going shit out here. I'm just going to, like, ease up. We'll take a touch or something. Like, he's like, get a couple of touches in. But he just, a couple of me missed by like 30 yards. Oh, oh yeah. Bad. And so I got to, I don't know if you know this, Barney. Was it, was this done after the game? Like he had he played a full ninety minutes? No, no. I think this was like the day before the game. Jesus. So they did like a skills Christ. challenge before. Yeah, it's like the sort of like the NBA the also contest, weekend yeah, where it's like yeah, they do like all the skills stuff the day before the game. I just but, assumed it was yeah. after the ninety minutes because he was like looks so <laughs> lethargic. The crowd was kind of booing a bit. I'm like, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, That's but after so like the fifth bad. one, you're mentally exhausted because you're like, I'm sticking the joint up here. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. He's rattled himself. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's was, the best was, thing I've seen all week. It was terrible, but a real highlight for us. All right, next one we want to look at here is uh, the UEFA coefficients have been updated and somehow France have dropped out of the top five and been replaced by Portugal in the ranking of the league. So the leagues now go uh, England number one, Spain number two, Italy three, Germany four, Portugal five, and France six. I thought when Messi got transferred to your league, you instantly got ten points towards your coefficient. This is Apparently where not. this is where yeah. producer Pete needs to drop in a um a cow mooing as a sound effect to so <laughs> farmers league. Let's get a timestamp for him. That's a real kick in the nuts to PSG though. They're like trying their hardest to like blow the rest of the world, not let alone the league out of the water, and they've just been demoted with all that cash. Is there is anyone else hope they don't win the league? Does anyone else hope oh, yes. that Lil goes back? They just, oh, they just lost the league. They're not even the league champions in this season. So does yeah. anyone hope yeah. Lil yeah. goes back to back? Back to yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lil, it won't absolutely. be Lil, potentially Nice, but Leon. But they've just like I feel like they've blown everyone else out of the water to such an extent now that like it's hurting the league that much. Mm. Like because because yeah. yeah. the benefit of Portugal over them and like oh, I'm a bit of a connoisseur in that sense is there's three good teams. So, granted, Benfica is going to be the best team usually. Porto will be strong and then Sporting as well. But, like, at least there's that little bit of jeopardy there. But in France, yeah. like, it's just so lopsided. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, makes the Prem so much better, doesn't it? There's, like, genuine competition. Definitely. Like, you, you could be, um, like, you can be Man City and you can go and, go and lose to Norwich, like, legitimately lose, which they did um, just the other year. So, yeah. Yeah, there is. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I was going to say, I don't know if it was a similar sort of chart. It showed the the leagues ranked and the, like, the difference between like, I think it was financial maybe or maybe it was like... Oh, I think I, I think estimated estimated quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what I, was about, I think it was what I was about to say. Is, yeah, it's like the wage disparity, right? Yeah, that, might that, be it. Yeah. And PSG is like, and the French league is like the biggest blowout. It's like the league and then there's a huge gap, PSG. Whereas, yeah, like you said, uh, Paisy, the Premier League is is quite clustered all together and it's not as yeah not as between, out. between those top leagues i think the premier league was the best and it was like significantly like the best in terms of like the, the closeness <clears> and the wage disparity yeah. and yeah it was like france or um spain was spain it, was i it? think with the so, with the, the two blowouts well, yeah. the, the, big, the big deal there is the tv rights that's what well. i was about to say so in that in is the, massive in the prem i think they're um distributed evenly whereas um uh like Barca and Real Madrid have negotiated a higher extent of the TV money because they deserve, or they tell us that they deserve more, um, and they get most of the viewers, which might be fair um, statement. But then, yeah, it obviously smashes the competition, and it looks like that's what PSG have done. It's interesting the way that it, re- it looks like it hits the league long term, which is actually bad for them. 
That's yeah, that's mm, what I was about to true. say as well. It's like it's like a good short term thing for them, obviously, because they're benefiting massively from it. But like, yeah, long term, you can see it works in the Premier League because it's yeah. the best league in the world. It's best to watch. It's, but, it's most viewed. Yeah, maybe what? maybe think about that theory, Barney. Next time you dive into a pastry for breakfast, what? <laughs> still hope. I'm sure. still tired. I don't get the analogy, but <laughs> short, term, sure. short term, all, short term, it's going to be good, but long term, it'll hurt you. Um, more short term, but that. Like when you look back, that's what made um, those Man United teams so great, right? Because they um, they had like a legitimate rival to go up against, and it wasn't necessarily the same team all the time. So they obviously had those huge clashes with Arsenal, Liverpool floated around for a, a while, and then um, Chelsea were there at the end with um, the first stint of um, Mourinho. So um, yeah, I think that that's why the I think the Prem's just so much better to watch because of the um, equal distribution of that. And yeah, I agree, short term pain, but then. Um, for those big teams, but in the long term, you need those teams around you to be good so you can be PSG. Do you know what I mean? It's no good being mm. PSG if you've got no one to play. Yeah, 100%. I think, and I think even in the recent years, the Prems got even better in that regard with the classic, I guess you would have said, top four, which Man City wouldn't even have been included in yeah. like 10 years ago almost. And now it's more of a, like, a, sorry, the big four. Now it's almost like a big six with like your West Ham's and Tottenham sort of floating around. Arsenal. Would like to say they're still in there, but the results say otherwise. Yeah, they're but in the relegation the zone at the moment, so I would I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, <laughs> that's how good the league is. The one of the best teams oh, in the country. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. Trying to get their Arsenal fans back. Nah. All right, let's oh, let's uh, let's move on to some big news that happened just recently, and that was the Champions League's league uh, groups were finalised. Um, we had the draw, and there were some uh, interesting groups here. There's probably a few difficult ones, a few easy ones. Being United. Uh, so what I wanted to get from each of you guys was who do you think is the biggest winner and biggest loser from this draw? Um, and maybe chuck in your group of death if you want to as well. Sean, no, you go first. Yeah, mate. I might jump in first. So obviously the um, the lightweight group, a uh, bunch of softies in there is um, Group F really. You've got Atalanta, Man United, Villarreal and Young Boys. So yeah, to me that looks kind of like a Europa League um, draw rather than a Champions League tour. So they, I think they've definitely got the easiest route, um, Atalanta, that is. Um, and I think probably the most difficult group probably be Group D, wouldn't it? you got you got Inter, Real Madrid and Shakhtar in there. And then, um, yeah, obviously um, Sheriff. Um, I wouldn't Sheriff's, put... Sheriff's in your group of death. Sean, do you know where they're from, Sheriff? Yeah, I can tell you. But are they Romanian? I think nah. they're the top end of town, mm. aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, but I mean, no, obviously, try, I because of the way the pots are driven, like that job, you're always going to have someone um, like that. Like, are, they, are they the Moldovan team? Yep. Moldova. Uh, yeah, you don't wear Moldova-ish. No, don't worry about it. I've been there actually, <laughs> so yeah, I do know where it is. <laughs> and did you? Yeah. Okay. All right, job. Who you got? So I think the biggest winner out of this is Borussia Dortmund. Um, yeah, had, not bad. So I. I Thought Manchester United, not it closely, but I think they've just lost to VRL and VRL and Emery are actually pretty good. Um, and I think I really rate Atalanta as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think young boys are a bit of a pushover. Um, who can't push over <laughs> a young boy? Um, yeah, but my winner, my winner is Borussia Dortmund. And then my group of death, I think it's probably Group B. Mm. Um, I think if any of those sides popped up in the second round, you wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I think that, that tasty fixture of Atletico versus Liverpool probably takes the cake for me. Outside of Oil Classico, which would be City and PSG. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Group B is probably the hardest one. What do you reckon, Holes? Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to go first to give Liverpool bias, but I think Group B is definitely one of the tougher groups overall. Depending on the form of Porto and Milan going in, um, 
I, I think with Group A, I'd, depending on how Leipzig come into the tournament, I'd love to see them knock out City or PSG. But um, oh, PSG for number one, then City number two for, yeah, like, for knocking them out. As far as the easiest group and the biggest winner, yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning with Jobber with, with Dortmund um, and maybe United not far after that. But I think United's group is harder than it looks on paper. Not but FC yeah. Sheriff. You know, yeah. They weren't your winner. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they're going to walk through that group. Easy. <laughs> All right. I uh, I tend to um, agree on the biggest loser probably being, or not agree, but I guess, but Liverpool will be a big loser, I think, here. Like, that's a, t- that's a very tough group to, to, I think they'll get out of it, but like, yeah, they could come second and there is a risk that any of those teams, like you said, could go through. Biggest winner for me, I still would have to go with United. I think from what, what that group they could have got, they got a pretty decent group. Um, and I would still expect to see them get out of it, even though like they lost to Villarreal in the final recently. Like over two legs, I think they'd probably beat them, to be honest. Yeah. I think, well, a few of you guys have said Liverpool being the hardest done by, but I mean, they're not seeded going into this. So they're always going to get a tough group, really, weren't they? Well, yeah, in that group, it's a matter you say of how tough. Almost Porto would be. It would be hard, yeah, done by in what they're coming up against too. Because I, I, you know, head-to-head rate Liverpool to beat Porto. So I'd say if Porto would have the toughest time getting out of that group possibly. Yeah, yeah they're on the line. All righty. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to some transfer news. Lovely. All righty. So first one we got to touch on here and we have to touch on it. And that is that the King remains. The King is staying at Tottenham. He's not going to City because a different King's going there. Uh, what what do we what do we make of this? And what do you make of his statement? I'll just repeat it for you for those who didn't catch yeah, it. Please do. Harry Kane's statement was: "It was incredible to see the reception from the Spurs fans on Sunday and to read some of the messages of support I've had over the last few weeks. I will be staying at Tottenham this summer and will be one hundred percent focused on helping the team achieve success." Shono, how do you feel about this? Uh, probably a little bit disappointed. I, th- I would love to see Harry go to um, a bigger club. Um, that's a shot at you, Barn. Um, no, like, yeah, like, I, you probably saw this coming, right? Like once it came out that he didn't have a, a clause in there specifically saying um, this is my release clause, I think you probably saw this coming that Levy was going to dig his heels in and, and keep hold of him. So, yeah, at least for this season, I think, um, yeah, it's probably a good thing for um, for Harry and Spurs just to – move on and, and run a, a contract down again. It does seem a bit odd that he signed that big contract without a, um, a release clause. But, I mean, really, I'm just looking forward to um, next transfer season or when the window opens again to see what deal um, Charlie Kane's, um, what gentleman's <laughs> agreement he's agreed with Levy. I'm, wait, I'm <laughs> waiting to see what motorbike he's got in his office. Now. Ring, Maybe a real ring, one. Ring. Yeah. So yeah. Appar- apparently he's... He, uh, there's been rumors that he's like he's staying. Yep, that's all sorted, and he wants to sign a new deal on. So he's on 300k a week at the moment. He wants 400k a week, and he wants a release clause in there. Mm. Yeah, fair. So I guess I, I've got a question for you then, Barn. Do you think he's he's on the clock a little bit? Like, so he'll play this season. He'll put in 100, no doubt. But come next year, do you think he's looking for an out again, and it's going to be all over again? This whole saga. Mm. Uh, I think it depends on how the season goes. If it's a similar season to last year, I think, yeah, he's definitely... I, I think you'd almost be like, just let him go because you don't yeah. want to have it run on again and again. But, I mean, if we have a... like, a, I don't know if we challenge for the title or something crazy like that or we we um, 
we uh, don't win, win the uh, the conference league. You never know. What's that? Now, I, the, buddy, con- con- buddy, I was going to ask if you win the if you win the conference league, does he stay? Is that the European glory <laughs> he, he was looking for? Well, we only just league. we only just qualified for it this morning, so yeah. just <laughs> just get him out of team. Sheriff can't come back, and Pacos Ferreira are out of the way now. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you're every uh, chance. No, if, you win the, if we if we win a, a trophy this season, like a like a genuine trophy, not not a conference league, then maybe he stays. But I think outside of that, he's probably going again. And he'd probably like get the release clause in his contract and then he'll go. So, Barney, obviously as a fan, I'm just interested. What do you think of Daniel Levy? So from an outsider looking in who obviously hates Man City more than almost anything, um, I'm so happy Daniel Levy dug his heels and he's like, we're not selling him. There's no clause in there. We don't have to sell. Either you meet our price or it doesn't happen. Like, do you think that's great business from Levy to keep your captain and your best player? Or are you like, oh, you should have let him go? Like, because I'm in the Levy's potentially, in my eyes now, the shrewdest negotiator in the game. 100%. Yeah, I I, um, I agree with you on that. I think it's, um, he's done really well and he's made some fucking stupid moves this off season. And this is by far the best one he's done for sure. And I think it's like, if you... If Spurs want to consider themselves a big club, they've got to start making these kinds of moves where you just don't let him go. You got to dig your heels in and like, yeah, if he wants to go, he'll go for like 150 million, which is like a ridiculous amount. But you, but the goal at the end of the day is to keep him. Yeah, and I'll, I'll segue you into the next one for us because what you really want to reach is that level of PSG transfer stubbornness, where you would just you'll be like, oh, 150 mil, don't need it, mate, don't care. Um, but I'll pass back to you, Sam, to tell us what that means. <laughs> so Jim has already touched on it and we'll go straight into it now. And that is uh, two big players. The first one we want to touch on is Kylian Mbappe. And he could be on his way to Real Madrid, but PSG is sort of yeah doing the Daniel Levy and being like, look, stump up 170 million euros, I think they're saying now. Or, you know, we're not even talking to you. And again, like Le- uh, Leonardo, I think it is, was like, it seems to happen a lot with PSG. They get really... Um, worked up if someone approaches their players without like tap, tapping up their players without them uh, them knowing about it. And he got real worked up about them tapping up Mbappe about it. So what do we think? Will this will this go through? It seems ridiculous that this deal could go through with only a week left in the transfer window. I, I think my, my read on it is that um, Real Madrid can't really afford 170 or 180 or whatever the number is. And I think they're just posturing to their fans to say, hey, look at us. We're in the business of uh, killing Mbappe. And they're probably just like flirting with him to actually close the deal next year. Because if you're at Real Madrid, essentially you've got no money. Next year he's free. Um, so why wouldn't you just wait and, and then pick him up next year for free? That, it, it seems like better business. So I just think it's all posturing from both sides. I think he'll end up staying at PSG. Um, and I think, to be honest, if you're Mbappe, it'd probably do you good, right? I think you can hang out with Messi and learn a thing or two. Um, you might, might not be the main man or, or sell the most shirts anymore, but it, like it would genuinely be good for his career moving forward to spend 12 months with Messi and then walk for free um, and go to Real Madrid. What else does that do for his pay? I think if you look at the people who have gone for free, you'll get yourself a huge sign-on fee because um, essentially the club hasn't had to pay a transfer fee for you and you can generally um, negotiate better wages a la Ramsey. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's no way he's going for free. He's like, like they're going to, if he stays, they're going to re-sign to a contract and put a clause in it that he is happy with. No, next year is free. Then, if he, yeah, if he I know. But what down. I'm saying is they'll, they'll just re-sign him to, a, if he stays this year, they don't get transfer fee, they'll, 
they'll re-sign him and they'll just work with him to be like, all right, what do you want to get paid? What's your happy release cause you with that you think is acceptable that like to, to so that you can go next year? Because they spent like 200 million on him. There's no way they're going to let him go for free. So Barney, I reckon that I agree with Sean in that I think Real Madrid are doing this to appease the fans because I don't think they have the cash to do it. I reckon I agree with um, some of your point there. I don't reckon he will go to Real Madrid because I reckon this 12 months they'll you know, beat all and sundry and then they'll be tapping him up all year and they'll be like, oh, Real Madrid's going to pay me this much. And they're like, great, we'll pay you more. And they'll be like, oh, who else do you want? Like, who do you want to play with? Like, we'll just bring him in. Like, I, I don't think he'll leave. Yeah. Even if he is making the kissy eyes now, I reckon he'll be over it in 12 months. And I just can't see how Real Madrid could afford this. Well, that's a, I have a kind of follow-up question to that too. Like, I don't know, maybe there's something I'm missing here, but why would he want to go to Real Madrid? What's the pull there now? Like, this is boy dream. Yeah. That's all it was. Oh, is he one of those fans? That's he's, that generation, he's sort of, but... He's but a I, Zoomer, isn't he? He's like yeah. six... Yeah, Gen but Z, so that's why, yeah. He grew up in Real Madrid at Barca. 170 mil seems really cheap for who's for the player who's going to be the best striker. He's got one year left in his contract. That's why it's 170. Yeah, but like, I, I just can't... There's so many reasons why I just think this is... Like just Real Madrid trying to make a name for themselves and trying to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because he says at PSG, he's in France. He's French, living in France. That's perfect. Messi's there now. PSG are on the rise. They're not stopping their spending. They're going to be, you know, they've got the cash to back it up more than Real Madrid almost. So I just don't see, you know, any incentive. Real Madrid better go. off investing in green energy and just trying to push PSG out of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I, I think. I think the opposite to you guys. I think he won't go now, but I think he'll go for free at the end. And I think any money that they'll offer him, um, PSG, just won't be good enough really because, yeah, essentially you can go to Real Madrid for free later and and get like a huge sign-on bonus that will make up for any missed wages that he's got in a lump sum, get a bunch of wages, and you're forgetting what he wants to be. The reason he even wants to go or is making this type of noise is because he wants to be the man. And so... Like PSG signing, oh, here's Messi, um, here's Ramos, um, like he, Neymar still, Neymar still, and then yeah, as you say, who else do you want to play with? We'll go get him. He doesn't want any more stars. He he wants to be the guy. So I think if you go to Real Madrid now, you are the guy. I think he still could be in in, in PSG, like especially oh, Messi's there, so young years. Yeah, but Messi's not there forever. Uh, and Mbappe's got like 13, 14 years left in his career. Messi's got that in months yeah. left in his career. Yeah, I don't know. For me, if I'm Mbappe, knowing what I know, I don't, I don't make that move. All righty, let's move from uh, one club who's struggling with their finances to another, and that is Man City looking to sign Ronaldo. And this seemed like a bit of a pipe dream, but it really seems like it's got legs at the moment. And apparently, Ronaldo's agreed to it, and now it's just a matter of how much Juventus want for him. Shawno. Again, I guess the same sort of question for Mbappe. Can this actually happen in what we got like a few days left of the transfer window? Yeah, see, I, th- I think this one is much more likely to happen. Um, and I would also go as far to say I think it will happen now. And like you look at the options that uh, City had, they were looking at Harry Kane. Um, and I think that's probably been a blessing in disguise that that fell through. Because if you look at Harry Kane and what he does, he drops just, he plays up top and drops so far deep into the midfield. Um, to pick up the ball, whether he's doing that because he's at Spurs and he might not do it at a bigger team or a team that plays a different style, um, yeah, is, is another conversation completely. But I think if you look at um, 
Ronaldo, he's absolutely perfect for Man City, right? Because all they need is someone in the box all the time to finish everything because the delivery is going to be good enough from uh, De Bruyne, Mares, Jack, Sterling. Like all these players can um, just pass unbelievable balls and they just really need someone to stand up top and poke it in. So I think if he goes there, I think Ronaldo would genuinely score 50 goals this season. I think he'll score high 20s inside the Prem and you'll get a handful of goals in in each other tournament. He's already the all-time leading goal scorer in the Champions League. And, uh, yeah, I just think he's absolutely built for Man City. Like, I know it's probably distasteful to Manchester United fans and stuff like that, but as a neutral, like, that doesn't really bother me. I want to see him back in the Prem, and it makes so much sense for Man City in the style they play. And um, to to be honest, it makes a heap of sense for Ronaldo as well. That's what I think. Yeah, Sean, I think from a gameplay perspective, that I agree with what you said as far as, you know, he'll be an asset to Man City, no doubt. Uh, I guess i got a question directed at you, Jobber. As a Manchester United fan, aside from the gross uh, financial, you probably call it misconduct from Manchester City, do you uh, does this bother you, like from just a Manchester United supporter and, perspective? And why are you crying also? This, yeah. <laughs> this actually makes me feel physically sick. Um, when I Even first, I do. When I first read this, I actually felt sick in my stomach because I was like, surely not. Um, and I still kind of get really unwell thinking about it. I just really hope it doesn't happen. I could absolutely see why it would happen. But, like, honestly, I I will not sleep until Tuesday with the idea that Cristiano Ronaldo could play for Manchester City. And, that, like, yeah. the fact that Manchester United would let that happen. Like, if you're Ed Woodward or, you know, um, Judge or whoever's doing the transfers, you're straight on the phone to George Mendes just to save face. Like, you can't yeah. let that happen. Like, we're talking about a player that was like, he's a hero. Like and Messi signing for Real Madrid. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just yeah. could not possibly let it happen. And honestly, it would be just so poor for the club if they let that happen. Because they can pay him the same wages. Like, that's fine. Like, they yeah. can pay, if they need a transfer fee, like, match the transfer fee, just do whatever you have to do to make sure this doesn't happen. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if that uh, shirt you were wearing wasn't so tight, you could wipe away those tears with the collar, but that's a bit of a shame. <laughs> Can't reach my face past my biceps. Yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling. Jeez, it would be good to see him back in the league, though. All righty, let's kick off into the Premier League, and the first match we're going to look at here is a bit of a spicy one. Man City versus Arsenal. I mean, could this be a second week of City filling their boots? I sort of see it going that way a bit. We've still got... Uh, an Arsenal defence missing Ben White, um, potentially a Bemiang and Odegaard in. Um, I don't see City making too many changes, um, but I guess Job, how do you see this one going? Uh, extremely one-sided, Sam. <laughs> I, can, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just can't. I can't understand what Arteta's doing. And I've voiced my opinions this week to different people in social groups. I don't know why he fielded the first team against the. West Bromwich Albion under 23s during the week, beat them 6 0. Well done. Um, <laughs> but, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, trying to build some ascendancy, you got City on Saturday, and they are going to absolutely hammer them. Yeah, I reckon they're going to cop it worse than Norwich, and, and Arsenal will be on the bottom of the ladder for the next two or three weeks. Oh, that'd be so nice to see. Oh, I agree. I agree with Halsey. I think they'll end up at the end of this week, and they will be bottom of the table, which will be a real lull. So make sure you take a, a screenshot of that. But um, Job, I know we discussed this <laughs> off air as to why they played their full strength team against West Brom, and I probably disagree with you on this. I said that it was a good idea to play full strength against West Brom because um, let's go down the scenario of that they rotate their team and, and play the kids or play the second string team, and they drop points. Like drop points. They um, lose to um, West Brom or, or they draw and, and forced into some sort of replay or something like that. 
Then they play their full-strength team against um, Man City and lose as well. And at that point, you've played sort of four, five, six games of the season and, and Arsenal still haven't won. So I think, yeah, getting that win on the board, um, albeit you're just beating up on West Brom, I think it was a good move for Arteta and to get some like goodwill and, and some vibes inside the dressing room. But um, Arsenal have been defeated in their last six matches against uh, Premier League champions Man City. And so they have conceded exactly three goals in each of the last five. So I, I, I agree with everyone that's already spoken, really. <laughs> that's I think not going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, they, they are going to get uh, beaten. And I think they'll get beaten rather comfortably now as well. Man City yeah. going to get revenge for West Brom. <laughs> any chance Any chance of a gentleman's agreement between Guardiola and Arteta? Being like, oh, two's enough, Pep. Master like, and apprentice, boys. isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> two's a, yeah. Nah, that's what Guardiola say after five. He'd be like, all right, boys, Come on, start take, rolling in the subs. <laughs> take Laporte off. Get the best left-footed centre-back in the world off and give us a chance. <laughs> Put Ronaldo on. So right, Man City's pretty, uni- pretty yep. unanimous. Yeah, Man City yeah. to whack Arsenal. I'm going to really enjoy watching that one. Uh, early game as well, that one. So... Uh, let's move on to the next one we want to look at. That's the West Ham versus Crystal Palace. Jobber's favorite team and favorite manager there as well. Um, I think this is, again, going to be a pretty straightforward uh, encounter between the two. Jobber, how do you see it going? I just want to quickly check in with Sean. How'd West Ham go during the week, Sean? I've um, got a lucky red card and beat, beat Leicester. Um, <laughs> they're no, already th- battering them. <laughs> no, well, they, I don't know about battering them. They were 1-0. Um, Leicester were 1-0 down at that point. It was still a contest. But, yeah, definitely a red card. And then um, from there, West Ham really took over, which I mean, so, so they should. They, like West Ham look, look good, to be honest. Um, Antonio broke the goal-scoring um, record for West Ham, all-time leading goal-scorer now. Horrendous celebration. Cardboard cutter. Yeah. What like was it. that? Oh, Are you kidding me? I thought it was the best thing oh, in the game. Was great. Right. I thought yeah. it was so cringe. I was, I Better than so the mute. No, it, 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 oh. it was so over the top that it was good. Yeah. Oh, it's unique. It, I felt it sick was, in my yeah. stomach. But um, I, back to this game, I think West Ham will just be t- way too strong for Crystal Palace. I think they'll, they're at home as well. Um, I know, Jobber, you said it was the most successful stadium migration of all time. I didn't agree with that at the time. <laughs> it is. But I think they are warming to the stadium at the moment. Um, yeah, and results are really starting to flow. Some of the um, the chat around that has been that like some of the really young fans or people that have just really started going um, that's the only stadium that they knew, so that they know. So I think that's why it's starting to feel a little bit more like home for West Ham fans. Declan Rice has only misplaced four passes this whole season. That's pretty impressive. How many of them are forward? Uh, well, let's not get into that. But uh, I, th- I thought he's been good. Um, I thought <laughs> he has. He um, he got an assist um, last week. So yeah, I thought he's been super for West Ham. Obviously, Antonio's in the form of his life as well. So yeah, I think. Palace really might be up against it here. Yeah, I think uh, exactly what you're saying. Antonio is looking unstoppable at the moment. Um, and just a fantasy update for anyone out there. Most obvious fantasy update ever. Get him and Benarama in your team now. I think Antonio's got three goals and like three assists. Benarama's got a, two goals and two assists in his first two games. Get him in Already there. Have, They're mate. cheap. Already yeah, has. I know, but for those Barney, who haven't haven't got on the onto it yet, get him in there. Outside of outside of fantasy and in real football, Mikel Antonio was outstanding on in the game against Leicester. How, how good how good's his work oh, off the ball? It was just, he too, just too strong. Everything, but they're the also, best attacking could, team in the competition right now. Like they're just so good when they go forward and they go forward fast. 
Their counter-attacking yeah. is is one of the best in the league. And Shona, I just wanted to quickly touch on this one. What was Soyonchu thinking when he passed it back to Antonio the other day? I I <laughs> always enjoy I always enjoy a blind yeah. pass back um, from Soyonchu. No, I did, <laughs> when did you're one man else, down as well. Did anyone else hear the commentator in, in that aspect? He was like, "Yeah, I'm not sure Casper should have been, um, you know, that." Oh far yeah, he's trying to blame Schmeichel. Yeah, and I was so like, dumb. "What game are you watching? I can't remember who it was." Um, he did, but, it's um, yeah. Andy Townsend. Andy Townsend, but I mean, oh. Andy. He's usually pretty good, but that was bad. Pull your head that in, Andy. Bad. That was um, yeah. definitely sound choose. But yeah, obviously he's gone. He's looked forward and said, "Oh, nothing's on." Let the ball roll across him, and then chopped it back a blind pass. Come on, you got to do better. He just didn't. He just didn't. Just look, look over I, your I shoulder. Mate. I can't wait for Vestergaard to get fit and get his um, get his feet under the table at less than getting the team. And I can't wait for Johnny Boy to be back as well, so he can sort that defense. They're missing out. Johnny because Johnny at least is like a leader. So Andrew's lost without him. Even even the clean sheet um, Lester keep kept the week before was extremely lucky from um, a couple of Amate howlers. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looking shaky back there. So all that's right. a, that's a nice segue. So we're all going hammer. So let's move on to the next one. You then, didn't boys. get my opinion, but yeah, I think Hammers uh, are going to belt the yeah. worst in Man City and Arsenal. I read your mind. So let's talk. Let's talk about the next one: Norwich City versus Leicester City. Sean, you don't have too much time on this, but tell us how are they going to fix the shit show that was last week? Well, yeah, they're, they're going to have some work to do really um, to sharpen up that back line. I think it's been too shaky display so far from our defence, which is. Normally, um, we sort of build rather well out of the back. So, I think, yes, yeah, so that needs to be addressed. But to be fair, I don't think they need to do too much to um, get it right to beat Norwich. I think they'll um, have enough in the tank to, to beat Norwich. I, I don't see um, Norwich offering a lot of resistance. Tim Krull's been good for, for them so far this season, um, and that says something if he's sort of been the, um, the player of your season so far. So, yeah, I think... Um, Hopefully, we get either Johnny back or Vestergaard back um, into the team this week. Um, and then, obviously, uh, yeah, we're going to have Perez out as well. So, um, hopefully, Patson Daka comes in for him. Should be good. Yeah, I, I'm going to go kind of on the same vein. I think Leicester will do it fairly comfortably and it'll be a good bounce back for them from, from midweek. Yeah, I think Norwich is going to stay in the position they're in for some time. Uh, probably in the yeah. next 36 or so games. So yeah. I'm Leicester Battle here as well. Arsenal. They, they, haven't, they haven't really changed the way they played when they went down last time. And it's going to end badly for the same coach, same yeah. style of play, a lot of the same players. Like it just, it's, they, yeah. They it's, haven't it's learned crazy. a goddamn thing from last <laughs> time. They're going <laughs> exactly. to yo-yo though, aren't they? Like they have been yo-yo. Oh yeah, they're going to be near future yo-yo. They're form 2.0. All right, boys, let's get to the reason I'm so excited today. So, Barney, where are we going? Well, you're busting out of that shirt already, mate. We're going to Liverpool-Chelsea. Are you excited about this, mate? Definitely the game of the week, that's for sure. Uh, last time out, these two, it was a 1-0 win to Chelsea at Liverpool, and that was when Liverpool were in that horrible run of form at home last season. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute belter, um, and I'm interested to see how, because uh, obviously Liverpool are going to dominate the ball being at home. Uh, and Chelsea will be comfortable sitting back and trying to hit him on the counter, I feel. So, Jobbo, how do you feel about it? you think it's going the same way? Uh, not quite, Sam. Um, I'm really excited about this for a number of reasons. So, Chelsea and Liverpool have identical records this year thus far. Neither of them have conceded a goal. And I'm super excited. And, Sean, I mentioned this to you off air about the contrast in styles because, obviously, we get to see Liverpool's, like, 
frantic high pressing with the Salah and Mane out wide and high. And then we've also got the five at the back that Chelsea play with the two wing backs. And last week, they absolutely decimated Arsenal with Reese James wrapping around. I'm so excited to see how Liverpool combat that. Fabinho is also coming back in for Liverpool, and his battle with Jorginho in the middle of the park is going to be sensational. Plus, like Chelsea, I think Chelsea's midfield is better, and they're going to be better on the ball. So I don't agree with you about Liverpool having more of the ball. I think Chelsea are going to have more of the ball because their midfield is better in that, like, rotating possession and moving it around. And Chelsea are also the team that likes to spread the ball the widest in the competition. So that combined with, like, getting it into Lukaku. And then I get to finish on my favourite point of all. It's Lukaku versus Virgil van Dijk. Van Dijk hasn't lost a game at Anfield in four years, and this is going to be the one. Oh, Oof, cool. uh, this one's obviously the toughest one to call um, for for this round of fixtures and definitely um, the match of the round. I think that, like, both managers for me have just, like, selection um Selection problems, I'd call them, um, to work out exactly what they want to do. I think, like, obviously Chelsea are going to play three at the back, whereas um, Liverpool are going to play a four. So I don't think you're going to see that um, overlap and all that room that um, Reese James had um, against Arsenal. I just, I don't think you're going to see that um, problem as much for for Liverpool. Um, I'll probably agree with you, Job, that I think um, Chelsea are going to have more of the ball. I think they'll control them in the middle. I think if you're playing three at the back, you've got the extra one in the middle. So I think that'll that'll help them out. But yeah, Liverpool will press them. And if they can turn it over, like if they can get Rudiger on the ball um, yeah, and, and turn it over, I think they'll, they'll should get some joy. The other problem that I see Klopp um, having to, to work with is whether he starts Jota or Firmino. I think... If you're going to have Chelsea playing a little bit deeper um, in this game, you might be better off starting Firmino. But um, he's gone with Jota yeah. for both both games so far. I don't think there's going to be a lot of room behind, especially if Chelsea are playing three at the back and then when they sit in, they're going to have five at the back. So, but, um, yeah, watch out for Firmino playing. Um, and then, yeah, on the Chelsea side, it'll be interesting. So far, he's gone with Alonso um, in, in both games um, over Chilwell. At the end of last season, um, he had Chilwell in the team the whole time. So... Yeah, I think he's gone with Alonso and Alonso's done really well. So I'd probably expect um, Alonso to start as well. But uh, in terms of a winner, I think I'm just going to pro Chelsea just. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. Halsey, what do you think? Yeah, that, that's no, that's a fair assessment. I'm not going to go – I'm not going to show the Liverpool bias too much. Uh, I'm going to – like I'd like to optimistically think Liverpool could win this. I think it's going to be a close one and it's kind of on a knife edge for me. I think it'll be like a, a 2-1, a 1-0 type thing and like I think like you said job with Chelsea spreading the ball generally quite wide it's going to test uh Liverpool's like Alexander Arnold and Simicast defensively is Robbo back if Robbo's back it's better for us it's um, huge for you guys if he's yeah, back yeah yeah cuz that those two will both be tested defensively a lot yeah, more yeah well Simicast hasn't been. been tested yet like really yeah yeah 100% i think and that i think is his weak point is defensively similar to Alexander Arnold so that that could be interesting um, I think with, like you said, with Fabinho back, that'll count for a lot more, I think, than people realize. He, he's like, I reckon, like, yeah, top three DMs in the Prem easily. Um, he just needs to stay fitter for longer. And depends who goes in the middle with him, I think, as far as that battle goes. But, I, yeah, I don't think Liverpool are going to dominate possession or anything like that. I think it'll be a bit of a back and forth, but not a bit of a cagey one probably right. be be way to describe Let it. Let me lay a stat on your Halsey. So the home Go side on. didn't lose any of the first 22 Premier League meetings between Liverpool and Chelsea, winning 17 and drawing five. So that's all home teams. Since mm-hmm. then, the home team has won just a further 12 of 36 with the away side winning 15 times. That's big. 
That's big. Like, yeah. Rock and Anfield. Like, but yeah. I still think Chelsea, Sec- Chelsea for me. Uh, I think, yeah, no, that's fair. I think Chelsea's well. Like, Liverpool's biggest problem is their midfield. Like, their midfield that they went with last week um, had Cater in there, um, Henderson and Harvey Elliott. It just wasn't working that well, I don't think. Um, and they changed. It was, they, they didn't need to. They though, changed yeah. that from the week before. And so I'm not so sure in terms of uh, Fabinho coming in or um, or Robinson coming in. Like, do you want your first f- fixture back from injury to be against Chelsea? For uh, Robbo, yeah. I don't for know. Sure. Yeah. Put him against <laughs> <Bloody> Real Madrid. <laughs> don't worry about he's, it. He's not going <laughs> to stop running wherever yeah. he's playing. But, I think for me, if I was picking the, that, that mid three, I'd put Fabinho, Henderson and Cater probably. Or Thiago instead of Cater oh, if, for me. If you pick Cater... Henderson and Fabinho, you won't see the ball, I don't think. You reckon? No. I think so, Fabinho wins the ball back so much. He cuts out so yeah, many passes. But he hasn't, Hendo, he hasn't played for ages. He's going to be so underdone. I mean, he's going to get absolutely smashed in that midfield. Maybe, maybe. But there's been so many good stories of like people coming into these games and just being amazing. And Fabinho is yeah. very good. But the one that I'm really excited about is VVD versus Lukaku. Like, Actually, yeah, I, I brushed over uh, that. That's physically, this is just... Finally, something for the big lads to get excited about. It's going to be a huge test. Oh, I, yeah. I see, you shouldn't, I don't too, know. You shouldn't I think, be too worried, Jeff. I think Lukaku is going to want to wrestle him, but I think Van Dijk's is too smart for that. Too I smart, don't think, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. think he's going to go get a wrestling match. So when Lukaku comes in to um, pen him in, it, um, I think Van Dijk will just yeah touch him and then step away yeah. and and just be. But, um, if close he can't enough. feel where you are, he can't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but within the like, I know Lukaku's only back a week, but like certainly in his time in Syria, he's gotten so much better with his back to goal. Like his touches, yeah. his presence, and I think like this is going to be the ultimate litmus test. You're going up against probably the best center half in the world. Yeah, um, agreed. Who's physically just going to It'll test you? Just how he, yeah, how he links up with the midfielders with his back to goal is just going to be so. Good. To be fair, I feel like he won't, he won't try and that often take Van Dyke one on one. He he will get into his feet with his back to goal, like you said, Job. But he and he'll either one touch or very quickly lay it off to your your Verners and stuff running off him, and that that's oh, where it'll him. get a bit dicey. Test the ACL out. All right, let's <laughs> move let's, him side to side. I think it's pretty. It's pretty sort of uh, mixed results here. I think I'm going to go. I think Liverpool might just pip him in two, a two-one. I think Jobber and Shauna have got Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. So we'll move on to the next one at Spurs versus Watford. Uh, Watford really surprised me week one. Good result against Aston Villa. I was very impressed, and then they were terrible against Brighton last week. Uh, made some pretty poor errors, uh, especially coming out of the back line, um, and looked. A lot different from the first week uh, result. Spurs have, while they got two good results, haven't really shown too much yet. I expect to see Harry come in, uh, starting up front. Him and him and Sonny should be. I think Stevie Berg, I might miss out on his um, position uh, out in the left wing. I think they might push Sonny back out there and bring bring Harry in up front. Um, and could be the first week we potentially see Ramiro start, which would be good. And I've watched him this morning, and he looks. Pretty good, and he um, the way he plays is very much like uh, Alderweire used to play. Uh, sort of, he sort of can get his head up and really knock some long balls in. He knocked a few nice ones into Kane, which was uh, a nice little surprise. But um, yeah, I guess I'll throw it over to to you, Josh. How do you see this one playing out? I see Spurs winning. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think yeah, particularly if if Kane starts, I think Spurs just too strong. Particularly after seeing them against like Man City. I could see Spurs doing Watford for two nil. Business yeah, as usual. That's, that's how that's how I saw it going as well. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, Harry will come back in. He'll start. He'll score, and Tottenham will beat Watford. 
yeah, pretty straightforward. Jobber? Yeah, easy for me, mate. Uh, Spurs to win, Harry to score. That's all. Yeah. All right. Last one we're going to look at here, Wolves versus United. Uh, before I throw it to Jobber, I just want to just want to get a little stat out there at the moment, and that is Wolves in their first two games have had 42 shots, nine of those on target, zero goals. And Adama Traore's had 10 of those shots. Come from a Liverpool supporter, that stat doesn't yeah. mean shit. <laughs> And they they cannot put in the back of that, and that's a big problem. Uh, Jobber, what how you see this one going, and, and could United slip up here? Uh, no, I'm very confident going into this one based on Adama Troyes. I'm going to pass over to my colleague Sean, um, and like lay some knowledge on it, Sean. Yeah, well, um, you know I love the XG stats, one of my favourite stats, and yeah, Wolves have Do the you? worst XG ratio in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will probably not surprise a lot of people um, judging off Torore's finishing in the first couple of games. In Premier League history, history here, there's only been one draw between these two teams. So I think Manchester United will have too much for Wolves. I think they'll beat Wolves, and I think Wolves' terrible start to the season will continue. What do you think, Job? Yeah, I've... I am genuinely hoping that their terrible starts of the season continues and they continue with their frivolity in front of goals and Adama Traore doesn't finally come good um, because he has to score eventually. It's just like simple mathematics. I know the XG looks bad for him, but like in the same as you see the data, like if you watch that game, he just looks so uncomfortable leading into goals. Like, and he's missing like, like what looks like layoffs at training. Like he just can't hit the target. Manchester United... Really need to bounce back after last week. Really disappointing performance. I think Bruno Fernandes will score and he'll get an assist in this game as well. We're going to see Sancho? Gonna, uh, we should see Stancho and Varane start, I would hope. And Scotty McTominay is out this week too, so He's there has to be a bit of a reshuffle. Uh, there's word of Donny van der Beek staying on the bench and potentially Matt is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen like a was it like a petition going around this this week to like was it like free Donny or those, something like that? Those online petitions are usually really successful in driving change. No, so. it wasn't so much the petition itself; it's just like the, the posting and the shit talk from people being like, "When the hell is he going to start?" Because what does Matic add to the team from a Manchester United perspective? He must be a ripper bloke. I just um, think he. I think he well, collects the fines play, for the team. That's what I mean. I don't think he adds as much as other players could coming from a Liverpool supporter. Stop saying that. That's such a boomer Facebook thing to do. Barney, what have you got for us, mate? Well, Joe, I, I thought we gave Wolves a solution. <clears throat> just the uh, uh, in the review when we went over it, we said stop getting Adama to shoot, just cut it back, mate. Sean, I said it. Give me yeah. five cutbacks, yep. five cutbacks from the, yeah. the touchline, and that's and that's your game. And then you get subbed and you drag. So yeah. I think I think they've got the solution in front of them. But I, what I what I watching United last week against Saints like. And I've seen a few things that going around, like Fred does a lot defensively and he intercepts a lot of passes and he, he's pretty good. Good teeth. But fuck it's me, he cannot hit a five-yard pass. It's and weird, he's, it's weird he's, when you're he, a midfielder and everyone's like, his weakest attribute is passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, not a good sign. He was so bad last week against Saints with his passing. Uh, and that's what I want to say, like, would you, would, like, I think Matic is better to have in there than Fred because Matic could do those things and pass a ball five yards, whereas Fred is so erratic yeah, for me. I'd, he's, I'd, just, he's uncertain. We're not going to solve that one this week, Barney. I think we're all going United to win by a few. 
Um, yeah. A couple. A couple. Yeah, yeah, a couple, not a heap. Uh, probably make it harder than it needs to be, but let's move right. on, Barney. We've got a couple of uh, games we haven't touched on yet, but we're going to just do some rapid-fire results, and I'll go around each game, just get a score from each of you boys. That's all I want. Newcastle, Southampton. Shauna. 2-1, Newcastle. Josh? Yep, Newcastle, probably 2-1. And Jobber? I uh, got a nil old draw. Nil old draw. I see Southampton 1-0 on this one. Ooh. Alrighty, Brighton, Everton. Jobber, you got? I got Everton to win with Brighton to score. All right, Josh? I'm not going to go with Brighton. I, I, I'm, what are they, top four still? So I reckon, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no nil more pay. Yeah, That's injured. right. I don't ever have, have him in my fantasy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Brighton by goal. One one. Sure. Yeah, nice. I actually think Brighton might get out for this one. Alrighty. Uh Aston Villa, Brentford, Josh, who you got? Uh Aston Villa and Danny Ings double might still keep him as captain in fantasy accidentally. <laughs> so you're, you're just hoping for your fantasy, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Sean, who you got? Uh I got uh Villa Ingsy to be on the score sheet as well. Jabba, who you, who you picking? Yeah, Ingsy on the score sheet and a Villa win. I think Ollie Watkins might get on the score sheet as well. Yeah, I see Villa winning this and maybe maybe Brentford getting a goal. Um, good game though. All right, last one we got to touch on. Burnley, Leeds, Shawno, who you got here? Oh, there's goals in this for Leeds. Leeds 2-0. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jobber? Leeds, no doubt in my mind. And Josh? Uh, Leeds, and I hope Ashley Barnes gets mugged on the way out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no, you can't let anything go. Yeah, I think Leeds no as doubt. well. Leeds as well for that one. I think it should be a pretty comfortable win. All righty. Oh, let's throw it over to Jobber for Throwback FC. Thank God it's time. Boys, we've all been waiting for this. So this is the week. We're going to Throwback FC, the game. Dramatic, wow, isn't it? Yeah, that was that was intense. That's, that's um, haunting. So I just wanted to double check I haven't actually done this one before. Um, so I've <sighs> gone for, I'll take your mind back to one of your favourite managers, Sean, and current Dutch manager, Louis van Gaal. Louis so van Gaal army. <laughs> yep, and that was Sean saying that too. That wasn't someone coming in. So we've got Louis van Gaal in charge. And do you know who the other manager in this game was before I tell you the teams? How are we going to know that? <laughs> You know, I, I feel like I'm gonna. He's a dance. He no, he does a fancy dance in this particular picture. Oh, pards. Alan, Alan Pardew. Alan Pardiola oh. is the manager. So we've got 2016 FA Cup final Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. Oh, he's a humdinger of a fixture. What, what year is your favourite teams? What year? Yeah, uh, 2016. So I don't know any famous things that happened. I haven't done my research in that respect. But um, there's a couple of cracking teams out there. So, boys, I'm going to throw it out to you. How many do you know? All right, let's go on the menu Crystal side Palace first. Well, um, De Gea has oh. been there for years, right? So he's in goal. De- I, I'm very comfortable with De Gea in goals. Jobbo, we'll take De Gea for one point. You're the only person that's comfortable with De Gea in goals right now. Correct. Money. I'm going to jump in with three Crystal Palace players because we went and saw them play. Oh, Go on the hat trick. Ding, ding. No, Josh, Josh, be, no, no, yeah, Josh. I'll, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll throw him to you. No, no, no Barney, we, I'll throw him to you and you say what you think. You throw him back if you don't like him. Well, just, rem- I'll just before, you, I'm going to say before you even say it. Oh, no, we, it was we, we saw, that. We saw, we saw Crystal Palace in 2012, go no, two. 2016. Two, two, two. Perfect. Two. And they're out. in the championship. No, I know that. I know they were. 
so uh, we're still. Oh, actually, I think he's trying to throw us. I th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down to one because I was gonna say <laughs> Zaha. Was a, three. I was gonna yeah, say Zaha. Significant, that's Zaha. a fairly significant drop. Take it Zaha. Is. We'll take Zaha. Yeah. But, but no, we'll, no, no, no. Which hang team on. was he on? No, because Josh. Yeah, we didn't say. Doesn't matter. We just say Zaha. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, say him then. So go off Wolf Zaha. Yeah. yeah. Famously, oh, famously, allegedly slept with David Moyes' daughter. Yeah, you can yeah, leave that bit out if you want, mate. Come on. Uh, we'll edit, maybe edit later. But he did play for Crystal Palace. Kick. Crystal, yeah. Here we go. What do you think about Balassi's still barn? Yeah, I was wondering if he was still there at that stage. I think I he, think he was. Yeah, Blassie Blassie right I'm going to say Balassi's there. Yeah, I thought he was for sure. All right, you boys can take this one if you want. Balassi, job. Yannick, ba- Yannick Balassi started yep. for Crystal Palace. He did. Of course he wow. did. What a start. I can't believe he was still there. How do we feel about Jason Punchin? Oh, yeah. The punch. It did. Who was it? Who, I think Deli Ali said he was his um he's his favorite player ever, like his his idol. Yeah, we'll I'm take Punch. Sure. Weird. Oh, Punchy. Jason Punch and played. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good, that's a good uh, one. the other one I was going to say about was Glenn Murray, but I think he moved on well by then. What a player uh, he was. Yeah, he was good. All right, we'll get back to United, should we? It might be a bit no, easier. The, yeah, this is Australian guy who plays for Crystal Palace of the beard. Oh, Yedinak. um, yeah, 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 He played, taking all the pens. He played one hundred percent. He played. Um. Okay, so we're back to we're there, back boys. to me and you. So who was at centre back back then? Centre back for me back then. It would have been a shit show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking circus. That's why his job at pick twenty sixteen. That was well, I actually shambles. can't think of any. Phil Jones was he playing that game? Maybe? He might have been oh, on the bench. So dicey. He was there, but he's yeah, been there for so long. Ra- Just say we'll, we'll go. We'll go. Rashford. He was there. Marcus Ooh. Rashford. Yep. Yep. Correct. Hey, nice, nice one. Nice. Um, uh, J-Lings Gang signs up J-Lings baby He was there <laughs> Surely J-Lings J-Lings was on the bench I'll yeah. do Ooh, bear, bear. Safe Very um, safe uh, <laughs> <laughs> No going to West Ham How do you feel about uh, Fellaini Or is he gone by then Nah I think he was I He think was he's a still there I, I reckon he's still there Yeah for sure We'll, we'll, take, we'll take Fellaini job That's correct Yep King hit someone in the start? midfield He started yeah what about Rom? Oh, was so how do we times. feel about Rom? Ooh, big Rom. I, th- I think so. Wait, he spent. He's yeah. just come from Inter. I think he was still at Everton at that stage. I think he moved the next season. Yeah, I don't think he was starting either. I don't think. I don't think Van Gaal had him. I think okay. it was only Mourinho. Okay, we'll take uh, Manich though. He, he would have been there. Job. We manage Manich. Yep. Yep. Uh, what? Correct. Mm. Yeah. He must have been injured because he was definitely there. So at Chelsea was he? Don't know. Don't no, know. he was there. I'd say I'd say he would have He was there when Mourinho was there. So he had to be there when Van Hal was there. Mourinho came after Van Hal. Did he? Juan Matter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, that's I, oh gosh. We should have clarified that before we started guessing. Nah, not Matter. Well, should we take Matter? What I think we'll take yeah, Matter's Matter's a good guess. He'd be right. at least on the bench, at I least. think, for sure. Guess number one. <laughs> yeah, no, he played. <laughs> Yeah, oh, what are we on? Oh, no. Yeah, what are we on? Nine. Eight. Job. Oh. Eight. Eight. Oh, boys, we got this. We got Jalen's this. on the bench. Doesn't count. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, right. Okay, what, so... How do we feel young? How do we f- oh, Youngie. Yeah, we'll that's take Youngie. Good, that's, that's he a good played shout. for far too long. I'll play, He's I'll, on the bench. Yeah, that's okay. all right. That's all right. But well, what about uh, Sanchez? Yeah, he, he would have been in Yeah, yep. Oh, uh, yeah. He still might have been there. Alexis Sanchez? Yeah, we'll take Alexis. Was he Arsenal that soon? No, incorrect. Fuck. Was he not there or what job by then? No, he's not there. He must have come. I think next. he might have been at Arsenal. He's okay, a Mourinho so, uh, signing. Well, it's so. got to be. Um, what about Antonio? Schweinsteiger. <laughs> what do you think about that? 
I don't know. He wasn't there for that long, was he? And he and he was. It's like not a big window he, to pick from. He didn't play much, did he? When he was there, no. It was they're like Vidic still there? I was thinking Antonio Valencia right back. Yeah, that's Valencia. That's a bad one. That's I like one. that one. We'll say Valencia yeah. job. Correct. Yeah, nice boys. Two nice more. One. Two more. Good Sam. He wore my shirts. So similar sizes. Well, he stretched them out a bit for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, wore, he wore him properly. <laughs> his was the All correct right. size for his body. Uh, Crystal, should we flick over to Crystal Palace? And, and Who was their keeper? Was it Spinazzola? Spinazzola was a right back for, ch- for Chelsea. <laughs> no, not Spinazzola. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's similar yeah. sounding to that. I'll give you I'll give you a hint, Halsey. He's on the bench and you're right. I know who you're talking uh, okay. about. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. I know who to go I'll keep you alive. I know who played centre back at Man U. It would have been um, the Dutch guy, Blint. Oh, Daily. Daily Blint. Yeah. Yeah, I'd pay that. That's yep. a good one. Yes. Yes. Yep. So yeah, you need, right. you need two good. and you got one wrong left. Oh, I thought Ooh. we had one left. You've got one, yeah, we got one left to get. You've got to beat like, the 11 barrier, yeah. Oh, you changed the rules again. Yeah, yeah. I did. I changed the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to. Come up. Yeah, fair. I don't think Crystal Palace is the... Oh, sorry, Crystal Palace. Glenn Murray's the worst shout, Josh. I think I feel like he's gone to Brighton by then. Nah, you know what? I think yeah, he's still no, Glenn Crystal Murray. Palace. Glenn Murray was there. Yeah, let's go Glenn Murray. I'm, I'm good with that. He's got a hat-trick when we saw him. Bad sure. news, boys. That is incorrect. Oh, Glenn Murray oh. did not feature. So I'm going to run through the lineups, and I don't think you'll be too upset with Crystal Palace. I think you put a really good effort in. So you got Wayne Hennessy in goal. Hennessy, oh, Leicester yeah. player, I think. Joel Ward, still with Crystal oh, Palace. He's going to be so long. Scotty Dan. I thought you might get that one. Damien Delaney. Oh. Papa Soiree, no chance. Delaney. Yedinak. Fuck, I knew Delaney Yeah, too. We, we got Yedinak. James MacArthur, Wolf Zaha, Johan Kabai. Yannick Oh, Bison. yeah, Big Connor Wickham, of course. Big Connor Wickham up top. Emmanuel Adebayor <laughs> was on the bench. Um, Manchester United, David De Gea, Antonio Valencia, Chris Smalling, Daily Blink. Uh, Smalls. Marcus Rojo, Michael Carrick. This is the one that really irks me. Wayne Rooney was a skipper for Manchester United. Still. Playing centre mid. Yeah. Juan Mata, Marilyn Fellaini, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford. Martial was there. Must have been his first year. You started so strong with the Palace players. That was quite impressive. I thought we'd just knock them out. Shorto getting punching was pretty impressive. I was was impressed with that. Punching above his weight. Um, Oh, fuck. So, unlucky boy. So, I think now I lead, Ah. what, Three, two, three, two. Three, two the three, score. Three, two, yeah. Three, two. Credit to me. Um, I've done a really good job there because that was a shithouse Manchester United team. So no one ever saw that coming. <laughs> um, so I think we need to move on now to Dollar Dom's multi for the week, don't we? Let's do it. See. And I am, I am accountable for that. So just give me one second. Oh, uh, come on, producer Pete, sort it. Yeah, fucking hell, what a nightmare. Um, all right, so noise. what we have here is Manchester City with a one goal. Um, start, so to get $1.78. West Ham, also with the one goal start. Aston Villa, draw, no bet. Brighton to score a goal, so that's not a result. And then Leicester City, draw, no bet. And $10 redos will pay you $120.98. Also, a Ooh, shout out to right. shout out to Dollar Dom because I think he was absolutely robbed last week. So he got all the legs except for Manchester United to win. Yeah, those bloody dogs at Man U. He's making us money. Yeah, I, don't, I don't blame Dom for that. I blame you, Jobber. Yeah. yeah, good. Play, lay the blame on me. So if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com, Facebook Football Played, Twitter Football on Pods, Instagram at Football on Paper. Boys, good luck this weekend. I'm rooting for Chelsea. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shh.
shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. 